Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Welcome back to the opening drive. I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Alexa Dad. Randy Carricker is out, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to speak with blues broadcaster Joey Vitale. Joey V, how are you doing this morning, sir? Hey, Kerry. You know, hey, I'm doing all right, buddy. I'm doing okay, just okay. Uh, my wife called me a bit ago. So I had this thing. About two weeks ago, I read this article where they say if you eat an apple, it does it does good for your teeth and your breath. Like, it basically is a natural toothbrush. Okay. So I told my, I tell my kids this. <laughs> this was a bad idea. This was a really bad idea. So now she calls me this morning. I'm on the road for eight days. She's like, Joey, I can't get these kids to brush their teeth. But I'm like, kids, all they do, on the way out, on the, way out the door for school, mom's like, hey, brush your teeth. And like, mom, I'm just going to grab an apple. So grab an apple. And they head out the door. So oh, what are you going to do? That's you, parenting. You got some things to clean up when you get home, I'm sure. Hey, hey Joey V, we were having a, a discussion uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago, and Alexa Dad made a, a, an interesting ar- argument that peanut butter and chocolate do not go together. She is not a fan of Reese's peanut butter cups. She uh, dislikes them and says that they are. You you must be a monster if you if you enjoy peanut butter and chocolate together. What are your thoughts on that? And and tell me about Alexa and, and her thoughts in that matter. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to hang up the phone right now. And we're going to cut this. Uh, we're going to cut this short because anyone who's not a fan of peanut butter with anything is not a friend of mine. There so, you go. Uh, hey, she's got her opinion, but. Listen, I could put peanut butter on a car bumper. I'll be, I'll be just fine. I think peanut butter with chocolate, peanut butter, apples, curves. My, uh, my partner up here, he's, he's been doing peanut butter and celery all, all trip. I, I don't know if he there's anything to peanut butter. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, even the people in, uh, in Thailand. I mean, listen, they, they decided to put peanut butter with spaghetti and they made pad thai. I mean, literally, you could put peanut butter. With anything these days, and I, I think I think you're going to be a okay. So to me, if you're not, if you can't stomach a certain food, throw some peanut butter on it, and uh, I promise you can probably get it down. Here's my argument, Joey V. They are such superstars on their own. Peanut butter is such a wonderful food, and so is chocolate. When you put them together, you diminish each of their lights. And, oh, see, and, yeah. they're, and they're the same consistency too. So you're okay. not really boosting the other one up. You're you're weakening them, I believe, by putting them together. Also, that peanut butter inside that Reese's cup—that's real peanut butter. You're trying to tell me you're trying to tell me that dry ass, whatever crumbly that's coming out of that Reese's cup right. is real natural peanut butter. Oh, I, so don't there we so. go. Okay. I don't think wow. so. I don't think so. Hey, listen. Hey, hey. If you want to pick a fight, Alexa, let's go. We can go down this road. I was going to give you. I was going to give you the easy way out. I was, I was ready. For for the sports question next, if you want to go down this road, we'll, we'll take it. I, I, I agree. I agree. Peanut butter can stand on its own, and chocolate can certainly stand on its own as well. But what makes the umami bomb in your mouth so amazing is that you have that salt and you have that sweet. That you need. You need balance. And any good chef these days will tell you you need a little. You need a little salt. You need a little acid. 
right? You, you need you need a little bit a little bit of everything to kind of balance the palate. So if you look at your if you look at your tongue, the, the, the anatomy of a tongue is, is really quite interesting. So the back of your tongue is where all your sour your sour sensors are, right? And then you have all your uh, salty salty um, on the middle part of your tongue on the side, and then right on the tip of your tongue is where all the sweet sensors are. So they say if you want to hit all three of those sensors, um, seriously, look this up. This is crazy. And then if you if you hit all three sensors, um, then 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 you have that that perfect bomb in your mouth. So peanut butter carries the salt, and then chocolate. I'll carry, uh, of course, carries the sweet, and then when you put those together, I think that savory, that savory note just hits me. I mean, I'm telling you, that's like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, you, you go on the players' plane, peanut butter and jam sandwiches are everywhere. Uh, you know, you look at ice cream now. You, you, people don't serve a scoop of ice cream oh, without putting Joey. salt on top. She you know what I mean? She like, doesn't like just, chocolate ice cream either. She thinks okay. it's the worst thing. Why do I put ice in my chocolate? Chocolate is fine. It's milk. It's cocoa powder. I love it. It's delicious. It's creamy. And then you go put ice in it? What are we doing here? We're watering down the chocolate ice cream. Oh, I don't think God. so. This is not good. This is not good. We need Randy back ASAP. No, I'm only kidding. Like you're, doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. Hey, Joey, the, the, the Blues take on the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Uh, Connor McDavid and, and, and those guys. What do you uh, need to see from them? Uh, just re- We talked about the two goal leads, giving those up. What do you need to see from them to not do that, to not allow those two goal leads to to dissipate, but also to continue to move forward and have great games. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a great point, Kerry. I mean, you look at the first two games of the season, you know, you play the Columbus Blue Jackets, a uh, team without Patrick Lyonet, they're, you know, one of their best scorers. And then you go to Seattle, and then Seattle, you know, with all due respect, is one of those bottom feeder teams. So, you know, you go in there, you play a certain way, and you get away with it. Um, you cannot get away with it tomorrow afternoon when you're playing the Edmonton Oilers. It just won't happen. You can't play the exact same way. Uh, the Blues know that they've need to be much better in the defense zone. They know they need to be much better about passing. I mean, that, that to me is where it's really kind of tripped them up this season. And it's kind of those early season woes, right? Those early season kind of cobwebs. They're, they're still trying to shake out. I mean, keep in mind, Seattle was playing their fifth game while the Blues were playing their second. You could tell. You could really tell a difference. And to me, it, was all, it all came through passing. There, there'd be times the Blues were coming out of the defensive zone. There'd be a 10-foot breakout pass. And, you know, maybe Tory Crew would put it in Torbchenko skates. Or you see Justin Falk come up the ice and you try to rip one across the middle and it just it led to an icing. So plenty, plenty of times like that where just that 10, 15, 20-foot pass where these guys generally making their sleep, those are just a little off. They lead to turnovers. I think one of the Seattle goals led to a Colton Pareko turnover where he was trying to move it up through the middle. And then, of course, it doesn't connect and then the other way and then they end up scoring a couple minutes later. So a lot of plays like that. So I think once, once the execution of getting out of the, the defensive zone together, coming up to the neutral zone, where the passing is crisp and consistent, I think I think from there you're going to start seeing a much better consistent Blues brand of hockey where they're going to be spending time in the offensive zone because the biggest thing that's been hindering them up to this point through two games in has been that lack of execution coming out together, um, tape-to-tape passes, you know, all the kind of standard things you hope to see, you know, 10, 15, 20 games in the season where they're still kind of working out those kinks. But they know for a fact, listen, again, if, if you do that, Tomorrow afternoon, it's going to hurt you. It's going to bite you. You're going to be, you know, in the second, you know, heading into the second period, it's going to be four or five nothing, and you're not going to be able to come back in a game. So it's something they're aware of, and they're going to try to clean up today starting to practice. One of the biggest and brightest parts of this team so far has been the play of Jordan Bennington. Returning from that injury in game three of the postseason last year, weren't sure exactly how his knee was going to play. And the fact that he rehabbed that ACL, he is now back in action and he looks unstoppable and, and possibly covering some of these mistakes that we're talking about You know, on the, on the opposite end in terms of, listen, he's making up for it with these big saves. How important is his health and his performance recently, Joey V, for this team? Well, you know, 
you love to have them, but you also got to be you got to be careful as a team. You can't you can't allow your game to slip to a certain way where you have a false sense of confidence how good you are because of how good your goalie is. I'll give you an example. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up with I grew up with um, the age group above me. So my brother was an '84 birthday. I was '85. My parents couldn't cover two AAA teams. They couldn't get us everywhere we needed to be. So I had to play up a year because you weren't allowed to play down for my brother. So I'm playing up with all the kids, and Cam Jansen was actually on our team. So Cam was one of those kids I grew up with where, you know, we hit puberty in 13 and 14, 15. The guy was like a man amongst boys. He was fighting everyone, hitting everyone. It was just insane. He was one of the toughest kids we knew growing up. And we'd always hang out off the ice together. And we have this little posse where we would walk around. And, and I always felt so much tougher than I really was because I had Cam right there with me because he'd, he'd protect me. So uh, I developed a very false sense of toughness in myself, which, which ended up kind of kicking me in the butt a little bit later, which I had to learn the hard way. And, and why I bring that up is because for the Blues to play a certain way, but then to still get away with it because of how good their goalie is, that, that's what you got to be careful of. So it's, it's a good and bad problem. Like, you know, that game the other day, they, they, were, they were sloppy at times. I mean, that whole third period, I thought Seattle pretty much took it to the St. Louis, and Jordan kept it a 3-3 game to push it to overtime to at least get the point. Now they eventually get two points, but it was mostly because of number 50 in the pipes. So they're winning games. They're 2-0 and in the year. They have the four points. But the majority of the reason why is because their goalie has been so good. So you can't lean on that forever because eventually he's going to have a bad game or eventually it's going to be too much for him to swallow, right? So it's one of those things where um, it's a good thing to have a goalie like the, he is back there, but then you also need to make sure we're cleaning up some of the details of everything up front. You know, uh, physically, you mentioned Alexa, his knee looks great. His body looks great. Um, systematically, uh, his form is good. He's making the saves he needs to. Uh, athletic saves, uh, you know, just crazy, like, Gumby-like saves where he's, you know, spreading all that stuff. So it's all, it's all there. What I'm impressed with the most this year for him, though, is his attitude and his mindset. You look at that goal last game. Toward Krug, it goes off of his stick from a shot from Larson from the point. Uh, tips off Krug's stick and goes in. And Tory Krug knows better, right? He's a veteran. So he knows either you got to block that shot or you got to get the heck out of the way and let your goalie make that save. It goes in. Uh, it's a 3-3 game. Most goalies, and I probably think at some point Jordan Bennington in his career, would look at that would look at that goal again and, and kind of wave his hands like, like his defenseman and say, hey, what the heck are you doing? Come on and, and give poor body language. But what he did, he stood up. The, the crowd's going crazy in Seattle. He just skates to the corner, taps the boards, and gets right back to the net and resets and re-goes. So to me – that said a lot about where this guy's mindset is. You know, he's not, he's not in that blame game. He's not in that youthful, immature uh, mindset. He's in a very locked-in, mature mindset right now. So to me, that's a very, very positive thing. Hey, Joey, when I look at Robert Thomas, I see a lot of maturity, a lot of poise. He's a five-year veteran, but I think sometimes you forget that he's only 23. What are you seeing from him uh, in his game and his play so far? Well, you see a very, very confident kid. I mean, even on the plane the other day, he, he showed up uh, right after practice as we were heading over to Seattle, and his hair was just a complete mess. I think Darren Pang even made a joke that it looked like he combed his hair with a ham sandwich, and we were all kind of <laughs> laughing about it. His hair was all frizzy, and you know, his hair was all frizzy and everywhere. And, you know, and for a young player, that's something they kind of, you know, they take the heart or they kind of you know, get shy or their face gets red. But, you know, he fired right back with something I uh, can't really say on the radio, but it was good. It kind of shut Darren up, you know what I mean? So um, he, he, he's got those quick one-liners. He, he's firing back quickly um, with that kind of, let's just call it uh, banter, that hockey banter. Uh, he carries himself very well. He carries himself like he's been in the league for 10 to 12 years. And, and I think mo- the majority of that is for two reasons. 
number one, um, you, when you are around the Kachuks and you're around the Brian Jens and the O'Reillys, when you're around such good leaders, you know, you can't help but just absorb what they do. And that, that's just that confident nature of doing things the right way and you build confidence in that. And then number two, quite frankly, is he just got a boatload of points last year. You know, he had a very successful season last year. I think he proved to everyone um, why the Blues took him in, in that first round like they did. And now he's one of the elite players in the National Hockey League. So I think he's got that as confidence as well. So he has converted what he did last year right into this season. I think his body looks really good. He's a thick, thick kid, but he moves so well. You watch him in games, in the offensive zone especially, he, his ability to, to, to be going one way and then and turn on a dime and spin out like a 360 to kind of lose a defender, it's really quite impressive how he can, he can stop so quickly and, and go a different direction uh, in a timely manner and lose people and then find lanes. So he, he's making those plays. He's making those passes, the one through seams, the one through skates. He's not afraid to make a play. And Craig Berube, to his credit, ha- has done great with Robert Thomas, where he sees him as a young, creative kid, and he's not going to hinder him by punishing him for every turnover he has or every bad game he has. He, he knows that for every turnover Robert Thomas has, he's going to make probably three or four really good passes. So in the beginning of the game, if we see tomorrow, if him have a turnover and it leads to a chance against, Robert Thomas will come back to the bench, he'll sit down. No one's going to say a word to him because, again, he's so talented. You know that he's going to make way better plays in the future if you just give him that leash and, and let him be creative and play free, essentially. And that's what Craig Berube's done with him, along with Jordan Cairo and a lot of these other younger guys. So when you give them the freedom uh, to make mistakes eventually uh, with how good these guys are, they're going to give you more chances than chances against. And uh, quite frankly, that's what we've seen so far early from Robert Thomas. You can catch Joey and Alex Ferrario tomorrow at 2 p.m. on 101 ESPN for the pregame game immediately following after that. Uh, Joey, good luck tomorrow. And you're in Edmonton now. I meant to ask you, what are you doing tonight or, or, or this evening? You got any plans? Nothing. I, nothing. I'm in Edmonton. I just stay in my room all day. Just, <laughs> uh, I'm like a, I'm like, yeah, I'm like a hermit crab. And, and, you know, this, this is good. This has been a great trip for me to get caught up on sleep. We go from Seattle, which you know downtown Seattle isn't all that great anymore. We go then to Edmonton, and then we have a day off. Get this guys in Winnipeg, Winterpeg. I can't <laughs> believe it. So. Three of some of the worst cities in the league, so I'm going to be getting caught up on lots of rest this trip. <laughs> well, enjoy your rest, and good luck tomorrow. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, sounds good. I'll send you guys a big jar of Nutella chocolate spread with peanut butter for you guys. Indeed. Skip the peanut butter. I'll take the Nutella. Thank you. Okay, get out of here. See ya. <laughs> that was Joey Vitelli joining us.